Okay, we move right along. Apologies, we don't have WhatsApp voice notes tonight, so uh, just uh, stay with us. Or you can SMS us to 41391 if you have a comment that you want to get out there, or you can call us on 891 Up next, we're going to talk some basketball. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. So the NBA is back. It returned uh, last week, was it, in Orlando, Florida. That's where all the teams are based in a bio bubble. It's actually not all the teams. It's only those that still have a chance of making the playoffs. So I think it's about 22 teams that are back in that bio bubble. And uh, there have been some thrilling games. I mean, that Lakers and Clippers games uh, was one of, of those. It was an opening night. There have really been some good games in the NBA. And there's a lot of African influence also in the NBA. And that's why earlier I caught up with NBA and basketball analyst Kawunda Chama just to find out what can we expect in this uh, second wave of the NBA or in this resumption of the NBA and I began by asking him about LeBron James's Lakers. Look, uh, Sabiso at the moment they've got a great squad. I, I think that they've got a great squad. It's put together, you know, you've got LeBron James is there. He's got, he's got his two IC at the moment in um, Anthony Davis. You know, they, they, they've brought in the uh, some some great players, you know. Danny Green has been there since last season. Um, they, they, they've got Kyle Kuzma, who's a great, great, great mm. forward. They've also got Javale McGee at the center, and they've been witnessing the rebirth of Dwight Howard, who played at the Lakers before with Kobe Bryant, but is now back to play there. And I think he fits well with the current uh, you know system that uh, Coach Frank Vogel has happening. And I think he plays well with LeBron. And and, and they've got a whole bunch of key players as well that came on like Dion Waiters who, who who came on from the Miami Heat they've brought back they brought well J.R. Smith and LeBron have hooked up again they played together and won a championship uh, at the Cleveland Cavaliers now they're back together at the Lakers and, and I think they've, they've got some great pieces there their bench looks nice as well I think it's just keeping the intensity and I think staying healthy this is the kind of time that is where injuries could uh, change things, mm. and and even the, the the guys that we've got as the fro- the favorites, the front runners, uh, is the situation right there in the that a couple of key injuries could even uh, give an opportunity to a dark horse to come and take the championship. You know, mm. we, we we've got some favorites that we're looking at in the east, and the favorites that we're looking at in the west, but. Injuries because of the break and, and you know, the, the fact that they'll be playing more games in order to catch up and then get the playoffs started could affect a lot of things. But I'm just praying that everybody stays healthy so that we get that intensity that we love and we go into the playoffs and into the finals with everybody firing at full, you know, full capacity. In the East, it's the Milwaukee Bucks that are leading the way. They host the best records as well as the yeah. best overall record in the league. Can they hold on? Look, uh, I think that's what they're, they're, they're looking to do. I mean, right now they're 53 and 12, which is the, the, the best record in the NBA at the moment. And, uh, they're led by one, uh, Nigerian Greek forward, Yanis Atatakumpo, who's the reigning MVP. I, I think they have it uh, in terms of, first, if you look at the size of that team, you've got a lot of tall guys. You, you've got Ernest Ilyasov, you've got Yanis himself, you've got, uh, Brooke Lopez and his twin brother, Robin Lopez. Uh, you've got, you know, some real, you've got length in that team, but also skill and, and some veteran, uh, you know, experience there. You've got Chris Middleton, who was in South Africa for, for the last, uh, Africa, NBA Africa game. You, you, you've got Eric Bledsoe, who was 
also in Africa in 2016 for Basketball Without Borders in Angola. Uh, great guard. So they've got some good skill on the uh, on that squad. And I, and I think all they've got to do is make sure, unlike last season where the Toronto Raptors worked out Yanis and shut him down, if, if, if they can... If the Raptors can find a way, I mean, uh, Yanis has become very much more mobile, if that's ever possible with a guy as mobile as he is. But I think he's got a bit more confidence in his mid-range shot and his, his three-point shot as well is coming. You know, he's getting more confidence from range and from mid-range as well. So I think he, if he works a lot on that so that they can't shut him down when he goes in the lane, they could go very far and basically maybe take the East and then and see what happens in the in the actual finals. Okay, well, you've mentioned Yanis. I mean, we can also claim him as one of our own, born in Greece to Nigerian parents. But let's look at the other Africans, especially at the Toronto Raptors, Kawunda. They're the defending champions. They have African flavor in, in Masai, mm-hmm. in Seji Baka, and Pascal there. Uh, what yes. do you make of their season so far, and what do you expect from them from this uh, restart? Look, the Toronto Raptors, for me, have been a, a, a surprise pleasure in that when they lost Kawhi Leonard, who was a key piece in them winning the, 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 the uh, last season, the championship last season, who, who is now at the LA Clippers, and they also lost Danny Green, who's a great shooter, a great two-guard who went to the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, a lot of us thought, look, uh, now they're going to crumble and fall because they've lost the two pieces, well, especially Kawhi, who was a key piece that Masai gambled on when he did the DeMar DeRozan trade with, with the San Antonio Spurs. And then they took the championship, you know, on the back of Kawhi being one of the best players in the league at the moment. But then came this season and the Toronto Raptors showed us that, no, they've still got skewed. They've got the likes of Fred Van Fleet is still there. Kyle Lowry is still a great guy. But if you look at the African flavor that they've got there, uh, at the four position, they've got um, Serge Ibaka, who's a veteran, also has has been to South Africa for all three NBA Africa games that, you know, he didn't play in the first one because he was injured. And then you, you, you've got, actually their African flavor is so big. They've got an assistant coach, Patrice Matombo, with Congolese heritage. You've got uh, Masaru Jiri, who's the president, who's got Nigerian heritage. But then we look at the trifecta on the court, which is Pascal Siakam, who is now becoming the face of the franchise. And and he he he's a three guard. He he plays very well. I mean, he became an all star. I mean, he he got the most improved player award. So there's a star in him. And then you've got OG Ananobi, who's also a Nigerian British player, also a three guard, very mobile, young, energetic, athletic. And and I think that Toronto Raptors could shock people because a lot of people look down on them thinking, okay, they've lost some key pieces, maybe they're going to struggle. But they haven't struggled. They, they came into the season and have maintained that number two spot just behind the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you, you mentioned Pascal. He came through from Basketball Without Borders, which you touched on earlier. What does this yep. say then about that program, uh, Kawunda, that now we've got a guy that's making waves and leading the way in the NBA? Look, um... Tell you so. Basketball without borders. I think. I, I think that the talent that's not only in the NBA but in the in the in in, in, in leagues around the world speaks volumes. And and if you look at Pascal Siakam, right, he's only one of a number of NBA players who who came through through basketball without borders. First, you've got Luke Mbamute, who was in the first basketball without borders in 2003. He recently signed to the Houston Rockets. You've got Gordy Jang who plays for, for, for the Memphis Grizzlies. He also came through basketball without borders. A big, 
presence at the moment at the Philadelphia 76ers in one Joel Embiid. Joel, the process Embiid, if I may add, that's one of the best big men in the NBA at the moment, the best centers, one of the best centers in the NBA at the moment. He came to Basketball Without Borders. Then, of course, you've got Pascal Siakam. So that speaks a lot about what their program is able to do in terms of developing talent and identifying talent that not only can play at the NBA level, but can go to, to, to colleges, maybe in the United States, and end up at the NBA or end up at some of the Euro Leagues or maybe even wind up at the, the soon-to-be-launched uh, Basketball Africa League. Obviously, that's been delayed due to the effects of uh, COVID-19. But mm-hmm. right now, we're supposed to have a Basketball Africa League, which is obviously an NBA affiliate. And I think Basketball Without Borders would be a great you know, channel through which players can be identified to participate in the Basketball Africa League once it's up and full up and running, yeah. Thank you. That great stuff there. That was Kawunda Chama, um, NBA and basketball analyst, just talking to us about what we can expect for the remainder of the season and also the big African influence that we are seeing now in the NBA. I've mentioned there have been some great games since the NBA uh, came back on and I think we are set for a thrilling finish, uh, especially for those uh, basketball fans out there. And those new ones who've been watching the last dance of Michael Jordan and are now interested in basketball. This is a perfect time for you uh, to get back to the sport. Another big talking point has been a certain Jonathan Isaac, the one player in the NBA who refused to take a knee. Uh, He plays for Orlando Magic and uh, he said it doesn't mean that it's not against Black Lives Matter. He is black if you're asking. He did say that it's not against Black Lives Matter but he doesn't believe that taking a knee uh, shows solidarity to Black Lives Matter. And guess what? He's torn his ACL in his left knee now. And he's going to be out for a very, very long time, Jonathan Isaac.